0: Hello and welcome to the Max Effort Kitchen. Uh, I am your host, Chef Matt, and we will be um, enjoying a nice Sunday together. Uh, It's beautiful outside. Blue skies. I see some clouds kind of rolling in, but they're really high clouds. 60 degrees. I just, I don't even know what month I'm in right now, but it's, uh, let's just say I'm taking advantage of it, just being outside. Uh, Yesterday was... I mean, it was a perfectly rainy day and it, it was beautiful because I didn't do anything at all. <laughs> it was like the uh, the hangover from Thanksgiving and Black Friday and I woke up and uh, I had a, a, a teammate come over and we, you know, had a good uh, max out session, lifted in the garage and after he left, I literally put on some sweats and hung out with the family, watched some movies, you know, played around. And, uh, waited for, you know, the big, uh, Black Friday shopping gift that I always get every year, uh, to show up. And it was the Oculus Quest 2, which is a ton of family fun. I highly recommend it. It's only two days in, but it's, uh, it's a good time. It, it it really is, you know, we we as a family, we like to go to those uh, VR cafes and, you know, rent a space and play the games and have a good time. And it's just now we don't have to go rent the space and, you know, pay, you know, 15 bucks per person plus 40 bucks an hour. You know, it's just like it all kinds of adds up. So given that we regularly do that, like, why not just have that at our house so we don't have to do that? Seems like a smart investment. Anyways. I digress here. Um, it's just been a it's it's been a great holiday weekend for us. I hope everybody had a wonderful Thanksgiving. I would love to hear the feedback if any of the recipes worked, if anybody used the recipes, how the turkeys turned out. Oh, please post your turkeys. I don't even care if you use my recipe or not, post the turkey. I want to see it. You know, we we did our turkey on the Traeger and Actually, the first time I've ever used a Traeger for the turkey, and it was phenomenal. I mean, it, yeah, I got pictures. I'll post them. But it was, the skin was perfectly, like, crispy and golden, like, reddish brown. The meat was cooked perfectly. Uh, The dark meat was even better. Like, this thing just came right off the bone. There wasn't much bone left because what we did is we called uh, a, a technique called spatchcock, which is basically where you take out the whole backbone. Um, and, you know, maybe down the road we'll we'll talk about what that is all about. But it really worked out. Really worked out. Uh, I'm going to take a drink of my Peppermint Bliss Double Shot Mocha here. So bear with me. A nice little holiday drink there. Um, it's, uh, you know, it's that time of year. I got my sparkling cinnamon candle burning, drinking my peppermint mocha. I am a fool for this holiday. I am a fool for all of this this season. It is just the way I am. It's just the way I was brought up. And, you know, it always brings back really good memories no matter where you are in life. And uh, it really, really does good things. And it helps me remember and, and, you know, points out the, the things that are important the things that are important. And it's not so much the gifts. It's not so much, uh, you know, the food or whatever. And I do like the food. But, you know, it's about family. And it's about being around people you love. It's about helping people. And, uh, you know, I I just, it's one of those things at this time of year, I just get this even more of an urge to go out and, you know, donate or help or give some time or, you know, be there for somebody that needs it more than I do. And it's something that I really like to incorporate my kids with. You know, it's, I have every, so I have what's called a giving fund. And what I do is I take out of every paycheck, 2% of my paycheck, and I put it into this, you know, this account. And this account is only touched for giving, right? So whether it's, you know, you're at the store, you buy a little extra food, maybe you give it to somebody on the sidewalk. Maybe you're buying, you know, the whole line of coffees behind you. Uh, Maybe you're donating it to a family in need, maybe buying some gifts for people who need it for their children who can't afford it. You know, I always keep my ears and eyes open for that type of stuff, even more during this time of year. But it's like, this time of year is, is really where we want people to come together and not have to worry about stuff like that. So it, it's just like, let's take the time to, to give. And I'm, I'm a big believer in karma. Um, and I'm a big believer in, you know, you, you're going to get what you put out. And like I'm saying, I, you know, this is not the only time of year because I have this count all year around, but, and I'm not really saying this to to sit there and gloat about what I'm doing, but maybe trying to inspire somebody. You know, let's let's get out there. Let's let, you know donate some food. Let's donate some time and go. You know, help uh, people in need. Let's go buy an extra a toy or two and give it to a toy drive. You know, it, it's just one of those things that that we can really embrace in this time of year, and maybe it can bleed over into January and then maybe next year it'll bleed over into February and then so on. You know, they say who's that who's they, I don't know, but you hear that it takes at least seven times of doing the same thing of repeating the same process of repeating the same idea to make it a habit. So get out there this holiday season and make it a goal. Donate seven, seven times, do something for somebody else that is unsolicited seven times. And uh, I'd be interested to see and hear feedback from that because it's it's really, for me, it makes me feel good. Um, but I don't want to talk about what I do. So um, I just want to hopefully give somebody some inspiration to get out there and do that. So I incorporate my kids with it too. And, and uh, you know, every year... After thanksgiving, we do uh you know my daughter and I have been doing for probably let's see she's eleven for about six years no about five years I think it's five years we um we get up really early and we say we're going and I'm doing air quotes right now, black Friday shopping <laughs> well, to be honest with you we we hit maybe three stores. And then we go to breakfast and maybe have some donuts and get coffee. And it's really just a bonding session. But we, uh, in the process of that, we do a little bit of donating and we find um, somewhere to give. And it's always a really, really, really good time. And it's, you know, I'm really just trying to instill that or install that into uh, my kids, you know, because as... as, uh, as a human race you know we just we need to be more forgiving we need to be more giving and period but forgiving as well and you know it really came to light uh cuz i was out running errands today and going to a couple different like uh, retail stops right and and this whole like holiday shopping it it kind of amuses me a little bit because people are so like it's just so angry. Like why are we tackling people at Walmart just to get the the T V that's, you know, maybe like what, fifty to a hundred bucks off? Like what? <laughs> why are why are they having to stock their stores with, you know, security guards and police officers just to get a deal? Like, okay. So I I find it to be um I don't know what the word is, but it just It really challenges me, really challenges me to see it. It challenges me to see people in line getting mad at, you know, the people behind the counter about something they can't control. I watched a guy today get mad because the guy behind the counter at, uh, it was a GameStop or something like that. But the dude behind the counter was like, hey, do you want to donate a dollar to, you know, X charity and whatever? And the guy looks at him and goes, hell no. Why would I want to do that? Why are you even offering me that? Like and started getting into him about it, and it was just like, you know, I'm I'm not the guy to sit there and cause a scene, but I was biting my tongue to just be like, man, give this guy a break, you know. I watch another lady at you know another grocery store sit there and get upset with the the, the cashier because you know she couldn't price check something and decide if she wanted it in line right there. You know, it, it's just these little nuances that we have as a human race is like let's just take a step back why are we so rushed why are we so angry this is supposed to be a happy time of year we're supposed to be walking around with smiles on our face we're buying gifts to give to people like let's embrace that right easier said than done i totally understand everybody's going through their own stuff everybody has their own issues but For me, if I can affect one person's life, that's a win for the day. So that's my little rant. Um, We're going to move on here. But, uh, you know, on on the subject of holidays, I will say that uh, my house has completely exploded of Christmas. And we celebrate Christmas in this house. um, And, you know, we also, it's funny because... The other day, um, we were listening to Adam Sandler's Hanukkah song. It's one of my favorite songs, favorite holiday songs. And, you know, my seven-year-old son goes, Dad, well, what's Hanukkah? And so I explained to him, you know, the the difference between Christmas and Hanukkah and all that. And he goes, well, well can we celebrate that too? And I was like, heck yeah, man. Why don't we do that? So this year, it's interesting, you know, because we're not doing it for... Uh, any type of reason, but educating our our kids, right? Uh, That's the sole purpose of, you know, doing stuff like that, because I've always um, really believed in educating my kids to really understand, you know, so they can make their own choices, because that's, that's what I believe in. Personally, that's what I believe in. But anyways, so, um, you know, although our house has exploded with Christmas lights and decorations and Santa Clauses and tacky lights outside, you know, it's just, uh, it's one of those beautiful things and, and it warms my heart, but we're also going to, uh, have a day where we, um, celebrate and we talk about Hanukkah and what it is and give our kids those options. And I love it. I love to be able to do that. And, if i 'm coming off ignorant in any any way, any way uh, totally not meaning to, but at the end of the day, this is what I believe in so um, you, you know i 'm open to discussion if that 's a a challenging thing to you, but I really think that it 's a um, just a really neat thing to do, and I, I like to be able to give my kids options because yes, they are kids, and yes, they need parental uh, para- parental parental direction. Is that the right word? Yeah. But I also want them to learn how to make decisions at a young age. You know, I, growing up, myself and a couple other, you know, people that I know, you know, it, it was just so guarded with like, this is what we do and there's, because we do it. Not be, this is what we do and here is why eat that food because I said so, you know, brush your teeth because I said so, you know, there was never any explanation growing up. And so one thing that I strive to do is be like, you know, it's not like I sit down with my kids and explain every little process, but if I see an opportunity, I'm going to explore it and, uh, it'll be fun. It'll be a fun little experiment. And we like to, uh, we like to do experiments in this house. So, Christmas has exploded here. We're going to celebrate Hanukkah, and it's going to be a fun, fun year, and I'm looking forward to it. December's always a just bonkers of a month. You know, my daughter was born on the 20th, and then we have, you know, family coming in all week, and oh, it's just been, it's going to be, it's going to be crazy, but I can't wait for it. I live for this type of stuff. I love it, and you know... My uh, So my dad passed in 2019, and he was, you know, he was such the glue of the family. And every year, you know, you did kind of your own things, but everybody always came together at his house. And, you know, for the past couple of years, we've been not lost, but like, okay, well, what do we do now? And, you know, this year, my younger brother uh, hosted Thanksgiving, and my older brother came down and... He was very, my, you know, my dad was very missed, but at the same point, we, you saw a turning point. You felt this turning point of like, oh, now it's our turn. Now it's our turn to create this for our kids. And we all have kids, right? And they were all there and, you know, they were seeing everything that we were doing. And it was just, it was a really cool, uh, a moment in time of like, you know, kind of stepping back I'm always the guy that kind of steps back a little bit and watches everybody um, it's if you see me do it, it kind of looks creepy, but it's uh, at the same point, like you know it, I like to reflect, and so I'm stepping back and I'm just watching everybody I'm watching them all interact, all the cousins and you know I haven't seen my older brother in a couple of years and and you know i there was very minimal drama, but at the same point we still. Came together, and it was still such a beautiful moment. And so, I I encourage anybody out there. And I talked about this in my last podcast to like get out there and and be with family and be with loved ones. You know, it's just it's so needed in this time because there's so much anger in the world. And you know, there's there's a saying I have that is very uh, very close to me and how I live my life, which is. You know, make sure your own house is set before you start working on others. So that's what I'm doing, working on my own house. And, uh, you know, but we got through that uh, Thanksgiving series and I got some really, like I've been telling you guys, I got some really great feedback. Um, saw some great pictures, but I'm, uh, you know, it's been a little quiet over the holiday weekend, which is totally. Like, that's expected. I can't wait to see some turkey pictures. I can't wait to hear about what uh, people were were making out there. I know I had some people reach out to me about the cranberry sauce recipe, and um, that was awesome. So, uh, we're going to launch a new series today. And I say new because it's new to this podcast, but I've actually done it um semi-done it before. I did it for my weightlifting team, so I didn't really put it out to be something that was fully public. Um, But if you are on my weightlifting team, you have heard all of this information and probably done it before. That doesn't mean you can't do it again. Uh, But we are going to launch an entire pizza series. We're going to talk dough, all the different variations, all the different ways to make it uh, we're going to talk t- uh, sauces. We're going to talk toppings. We're going to break down any and all ideas of what pizza is. Because pizza gets such a bad rap and it's just uh, you know, it's it, it, it's bonkers. It blows my mind a little bit that, that pizza people look at pizza like, oh, that's just like a peasant food or pizza's is not good for you. Oh, yeah. I'm sure there's pizza out there that's not good for you. But I personally have been working in the pizza industry for going on 10 years now. You know, that's, you know, the, the company that I work for is primarily we do high-end pizza. And we have multiple locations. And so part of my job is actually... You know, I, I oversee kind of the back end of things, the the back of the house, the kitchen, the recipes, you know, developing new specials and stuff like that. But um, over co- the course of those 10 years, like there's uh, one thing that I've noticed about pizza, no matter what you think about it, is it always puts a smile on everybody's face. Always. You know, you, you could be having the worst day in the world. But guess what? It's pizza night tonight. Something to look forward to. I mean, what you know, I guess you got Taco Tuesdays, but other than that, like, what other food has their own day? You know, so many families I know are constantly talking about, oh, it's pizza night tonight. Friday is my pizza night or somebody, you know, actually, I have a, a really good friend that Mondays are the pizza night which I love that idea because if you think about it, you know, they got two kids, they're both highly successful people and you know, it's the hustle and bustle on Monday, right? Nobody wants to come home and cook after a long weekend and Monday, you know, Monday of just like getting back into the swing of things, being exhausted. Monday is the new pizza day and I freaking love it. I think it's the best idea ever. And, um, We use it here sometimes. You know, we use pizza. I'm I'm not going to lie. We eat pizza a lot in this household. I think my daughter has it at least five times a week. Um, I eat it quite often, obviously, because of my job. But um, I also do not discriminate on any pizza places out there. There may be one to two um, pizza restaurants that I will not eat at. And I'm not going to name them because I'm not, you know, there's no reason to do all that. But... I'm telling you right now, I mean, I'm eating all kinds of pizza. And that's the one question I get when somebody finds out, like, you know, what I do. And they're like, well, so are you a pizza snob? So do you, well, you're eating Domino's right now. Yeah, I love pizza. I think everybody brings their own source of, of flavor to pizza. And that's what pizza is, is it is a platform. It is a vessel to create some of the most amazing flavors. Like I can't tell you. I wish I could like sit down and make, have you like this podcast was more of a virtual thing where you're all sitting at a table and I just bring out pizza after pizza after pizza and just be like, okay, this is the inspiration here. This is where this comes from. This is why I built these flavors. But you want to talk about hitting the four, you know, all, not the four, all the food groups. There's more than four food groups. I do know this side note. Um, but do you, you want to talk about that? Like, let's, let's put some vegetables on pizza. Let's put a salad on pizza. Let's, you know, make sure we got our meat, our sauce, our mm-hmm. cheese. Let's make it high quality stuff. Let's not do the processed and, you know, keep it down to three toppings. So these are all kinds of things we're going to explore but I'm so excited. This is like, this is my wheelhouse. And this is really where I shine. Pizza is my life. You know, you hear people say that a lot. But like, aside from, you know, my kids and my wife, um, and, you know, maybe some of my extended family, <laughs> I love pizza through and through, full heartedly, you're just not going to take it out of my life. I will fight. I will fight somebody. Um, there was a time and day where I was eating a medium pizza for lunch five days out of the week. And, you know, uh, that's a tough thing to do sometimes. I had to hit the uh, the platform or, you know, the gym extra hard. But uh, it, it's just like it comes and goes. But I always every week there's a pizza in my uh, my meal plans. There's a pizza, there's uh, all kinds of flavors, and it's really something that I'm excited, I'm so excited to launch and to talk about and to really just share the knowledge and see if I can't help somebody make some really good homemade pizza because I think that's something that's really undervalued is the homemade pizza. I mean, look at it this way. Our ovens, you know, any home oven gets up to five hundred degrees. Shoot, you really only need four fifty, four seventy-five, but if you're brave, go up to five hundred. I mean, you go onto Amazon, you type in like you know, a backdoor or backyard pizza oven, and there's all kinds of options. I mean, I have a little um, a little back backyard uh, pizza oven that you know it cooks a twelve-inch pizza at one just one at a time, but you know we don't really need more than that. Um, but it's fun, it gives me the wood fire option, I have a gas option, and I think it ran me like, you know, almost like, what, $300? Um, but at the same time, like, homemade pizza is more accessible than it ever has been. And I, you know, I don't know if you've read any of the, you know, food blogs, or I, mean, I think it's a New Yorker that called... Portland, the uh, the pizza capital of the United States, right now. I mean, I don't know the exact statistics, but we have some damn good pizza in this town. Like, I, I'm talking like we uh, we have some of the best pizza I have ever had, and everywhere I go, whenever I travel, you know, one of the things I always do is find a pizza place, and I try it, and it's you know, it's up for debate at that point, but. Um, I'm telling you if you're ever in Portland, A, you need to call me up because I'm going to take you around and I'm going to show you some of the best pizza in this country. Um, I can't say the world because I am not a world traveler. I think I've been out of the country once and that's in Australia. So obviously didn't try any pizza down there. I was only 18 years old at that point. But what I'm trying to get the point across is that we have serious pizza to be seriously considered here in Portland. And uh, I look forward to debating that with anybody who wants to debate me. But um, today, you know, we're going to start this series off with no other than pizza dough. So the foundation of what we're doing, the foundation of what pizza is, right? I mean, it's not a pizza if it's not made out of some sort of dough I mean you got all kinds of of doughs you got gluten-free doughs you got vegan doughs cauliflower crust Uh, we're not going to learn how to make any of that stuff here we're gonna we're gonna talk about the real deal the pizza dough that were made from flour salt sugar oil yeast the things that really drive I mean and and let me tell you something I you know If you ever want to uh, experiment, uh, go out and do, you know, a hometown, like, pizza tour. So what that means is, like, go and, you know, once a week, try a different pizza spot in your hometown. Now, if you only have one in your hometown, then, you know, try multiple pizzas from there. But, uh, you know, one of the things I did when I first um, started with this uh, restaurant group is that, My wife and I took, I think it was within the first year, we, we did a, what's called a pizza tour around Portland. And back then it was, excuse me, it was a little less populated with pizza, but still enough to do a full six, six, seven week. Uh, You know, every week we did two different shops and, you know, I did it for a couple different reasons. But mainly because I wanted to learn the industry. I wanted to learn pizza. I wanted to see what people were making out there. Different types of doughs. And like it wasn't just going in and ordering a pizza and going home and taking it and eating it. It was going in. You know, it was talking to the people behind the counters. It was, you know, showing interest in what they were doing. I I think there was one place I even asked if I could go back in the kitchen and see how they make it. (laughs) Because they were making their pizza dough with lard and if any of you out there um, are understand and or work in the pizza industry, um, tell me why people are putting lard in their pizza uh, pizza dough uh, it, it's it 's beyond me but i 'm not going i 'm not going to knock it because it was still good um, but it 's not needed in my opinion but anyways, I digress back to what I was saying is that we took uh, what what 's called what we call the pizza tour and you know, we would do slices. We would do full pies. It just all depended on the day and where we were at. But it was so much fun. We documented it. You know, we took pictures at each place. We we made contacts. We made friends. Uh, and it was just such a cool experience. And it really um, kickstarted this idea or feeling of love for pizza that I've that I've had. And One of the things, and the reason why I'm telling this story, is one of the the main things that, that really stuck out is every single place I went, the dough was just a little bit different. And, you know, if you've listened to any of these series, you know that things are affected by what? Time and temperature. Dough is the exact same concept. Okay, your dough is going to be affected by the amount of time that you let it ferment, the amount of time that you let it rise, the amount of time that you mix it. And then it's also going to be affected by the temperature of the water that you use and the temperature that you cook the pizza at. So, you know, any golden rule and anything that's going to affect your outcome in this you know, culinary adventure. Remember, time and temperature will always be one of the leading factors of what is making something different or what is going to affect something. Okay? I'm talking that is bare, bare bones stuff right there. Time and temperature. You know, if you're having a hard time remember it, just you know, get it get a tattooed on your forehead. I don't even care what it is. But remember, time and temperature will affect. 100% always does. So with the dough recipes, you know, we have uh, a cold ferment, a 72-hour dough recipe, a quick ferment, a focaccia sourdough. You know, we're, we're gonna, what I'm going to give you today is a recipe that is something you can make at home. Something, uh, you know, your kids can get involved or maybe, you know, you can do a a friend's pizza night and you guys can all make it. Now, I will say that this is a two day process. Okay, Um, you must let this dough rise. You must take the time to let this dough do what it needs to do on its own. Or else you're just not going to get the product that you want. So. Let's talk about that a little bit. So you, you kind of heard me, uh, you know, spit off some, some ingredients before about what, what dough is. And the basic dough recipe is flour, salt, sugar, fresh yeast, olive oil, and uh, water that's at a specific temperature. So this recipe, I'll read it off for you right now. It's seven cups of flour. It's one and a half teaspoons of salt. It is one teaspoon of sugar, two teaspoons of fresh yeast, a half a cup of olive oil, and two and a half cups of water at 102 degrees. Now, you're probably thinking, like, what? how, how do I get 102? Do I need to boil it? No, no, you don't need to boil it. Most of our taps will get up to at least 110. So what you're going to do is you're going to take your little handy thermometer that I know everybody has out there because everybody... That listens to this show definitely has a thermometer in their kitchen. Side note if you do not have a thermometer, go out to the store tonight. Any store sells them. Five bucks. Get a thermometer in your kitchen. Bottom line. Okay, back to what I was saying. Um, so there's a process and how we put this all together. You know, you can't just all throw it in the bowl and be like, okay, let's mix it up. Um, there's different ways of mixing it. There's different ways of storing it. It's, you know, different times in which you let it rest. So I'm going to go through the process here. And there's a beautiful thing that happened about nine months ago. I made a video on this exact recipe. So I will be posting that um, on Instagram. But you can also find it uh, on my YouTube channel. And, uh, that's max effort kitchen at chef Map. Um, and that one that for some reason, that page is a little hard to find. That's why I don't ever send anybody there, but I will post the video and the recipe on Instagram. So first things first, we got seven cups of flour. We have, uh, your salt. I want you to take your salt, your one and a half teaspoons of salt. And I want right now to put your salt and mix it in with the flour. Okay. Because obviously we are, what we are doing is measuring everything out. And so when you're measuring out your flour, you got your seven cups. In that same container, I want you to take your half teaspoon or teaspoon and a half, my, my mistake, uh, and put it into your flour and just kind of swirl it around. Make sure it gets dispersed. Okay. Then what I want you to do is get out your, uh, your, uh, your mixing bowl. And I'm going to go ahead and get my mixing bowls out. And that way we can all just kind of make this together. So let's uh, let's go ahead and get that started. All right, and I'm back with my mixing bowl and all my mise en place. So we're going to take our water and we're actually going to pour it in our bowl. And remember, you know, we want this water at about 102 to 101 102. And what that does is that just helps activate that yeast and it it helps everything uh, rise up. And we'll talk about what the yeast do and how important it is to get those yeast, you know, rolling. So we got our water into the bowl and then we got our yeast. And what we're going to do is just lightly sprinkle it over. Just try to cover the entire top of the water. Okay. Got my yeast in there. Now we're going to put our two teaspoons, oh, I'm sorry, our one teaspoon of sugar. So put sugar in there. All right, got my sugar. So then we're going to take our whisk and we are going to whisk it up, okay? Whisk it up, make sure it looks like it's all getting mixed up, okay? Now this is a process that's important because we want those yeast to really um, start munching on that sugar because that sugar is something that really um, is going to help. Now, you know, the yeast is going to eat the sugar. And so what happens, cue Alton Brown's yeast right now, by the way, you know, because I have such a big production company here. Um, no, but what happens is the yeast eat the sugar, right? You know, they're like, oh, sugar, sugar, they're like your kids on, on Halloween. And all they want is like every piece of sugar you have. So, They eat it up and then they're sitting back and they're like, all these gas, this gas bubble starts coming up, you know, and they're burping and burping and creating these like giant, just these beautiful gas bubbles. Those gas bubbles are so essential to making this pizza dough turn out in a very, very certain way. It's called the crumb factor where the bottom of your pizza is nice and crunchy. The top layer Is a little charred and crunchy, and then the inside is nothing but air bubbles and structure of of dough. And you know, I'll I'll be posting pictures of what that looks like, you know, later down the road when we're on our finishing one. But um, this process right here is essential to getting that process. Okay, so we have our water, sugar, yeast mixed up. Now we're going to let this sit for. Fifteen minutes now what 's happening is what I just explained the Easter eating up the sugar, creating some gas bubbles, and we need to let them do that, so that 's what the fifteen minutes is for at least fifteen minutes. You can even go twenty you know don 't let it go too long i wouldn 't say more than thirty minutes because then they 'll start to like you know those bubbles and the gases will start to just dissipate into the air. And we don't want that to happen. We want to capture those things at prime, and and so 15 minutes is really that good time to start to add all of our other ingredients. Okay, so our yeast is uh, is eating away right now, creating these gas bubbles. Then once we, once our 15 minute timer goes up, yet another kitchen essential. If you don't have a timer, make sure you put a timer with your thermometer or your yeah your thermometer and purchase that one if anybody out there needs help buying these things you let me know I will send you one okay these are just kitchen essentials that you if you don't have then you're not going to be successful okay so you'll hear me talk about that you know as we go through but just get yourself a thermometer and a timer if you don't have one I mean we all have cell phones those have timers on them so ovens have timers on them but you don't have to go out and buy one, but just know how to use it. All right, back to the recipe. Uh, So once the yeast are done, we're going to add that olive oil, okay? Give it another nice little whisk. Little whisk, whisk that up a little bit, okay? And then we're going to add our flour and salt mixture. And this is where things get really fun, okay? So we're going to get that in there, I like to take my hands and kind of make it like a make it look like a claw and just swirl it around the bowl, right? Swirl it around, making sure that you're getting all the stuff off the edges, you know, start to make it into a ball, use both hands, and once you got once you have everything, you know, semi into a ball and and nothing is sticking on the edges of your bowl, then you're ready to start kneading. So you're going to take that, all of that stuff. You're going to pour it out on a clean counter. A, let me emphasize that, a clean counter. So make sure you go and you create a clean space, you know, sanitize your can owner, maybe dust it with a little bit of flour so nothing sticks. Don't need to do much. But you're going to pour that dough out and you are going to knead it. And... All kneading is, is folding the dough over on itself and pushing through with your hand. And you'll see me doing that on uh, the video. And you'll you'll get a very good idea of what kneading is after this process. Because you have to do it for a solid 10 minutes. It's not going to work if you do it for 5. It's not going to come together if you do it for 7. But at the very minimum, 10 minutes. And you'll see throughout the process of how that dough will actually go from like looking like this dry flaky not actually like holding all of the flour ball of you know whatever to this silky like no no flour anywhere in the vicinity silky ball that is just ready to proof. okay so knead that thing for 10 minutes now As a disclaimer, I'm going to say if you are a KitchenAid person, you can do the same process with your KitchenAid and a dough hook, okay? I know not everybody has the time to knead for 10 minutes. I know not everybody wants to knead for 10 minutes. I highly believe in the process if this is your first time making it. So I'm going to challenge you to do it by hand at least the first two times you do it. You know, and get the family involved, get some friends involved, get a neighbor involved. I don't, you know, whoever you like to cook with. And if it's just yourself, then just do it yourself. But the one thing that um, I want to be very clear with is that understanding is, the process is really important. And so that's why you have know, heard me talk about this is, is making sure that, you know, you understand what is going on with this before we start going and using these fancy tricks like a, a KitchenAid mixer or, you know, like um, a, a dough proofer that does it for you or just going out to the store and buying the dough? You know, I guess you could do that. But um, then, you know, what are you really making and what do you have control over? Because all of this, everything that I go over and breaking this down and and I, it's all about understanding how you can control the outcome because that's what it is. At the end of the day, it's controlling the outcome. Maybe not a hundred percent, but damn close. So doing it the way that I'm teaching you right now is, is really the preferred, but I'm not going to, it's not a mandatory thing, obviously. So, um, everything you can do, you can do in a mixer as well. Uh, So once you get that that kneading process done, once you're done with the 10 minutes and you're pushing through it and probably sweating a little bit, I know I do when I do it, and that ball is like silky smooth and there's no flour left on your counter, I want you to take it and put it into a sealed container. Put a little oil in that container in the bottom, drop your dough ball in there, seal it up, put it in the fridge overnight. Okay, so you're gonna see that it will double in size. It will become a lot um, more airy. You know, it's not gonna be this dense ball. And when I come back on the next show, we're gonna talk about what we're gonna do from it from there, or do with the dough from there. Um, you know, I, I'm gonna do. We're gonna do some really cool things with the dough, and we're gonna learn how to develop flavors within our dough based off of what time and temperature. Cause that's what it's all about. I'm really excited about this show. You guys, I'm going to post some, uh, you know, post the recipes and post some videos to make sure that, you know, um, it, you know, do your best not to jump ahead. But if you got to jump ahead, jump ahead. That's cool. Uh, and maybe we could talk about what, you know, what the outcome is versus what, uh, you could have done better. So anyways, you guys, I got to get going. Um, I got family dinner coming up. I got to start cooking here in about, I don't know, 45 minutes. We're doing chicken fajitas tonight. Really excited. I got like a cilantro lime marinade on some chicken all day. It's, I'm super excited. It can't wait. It's, It's smelling up my kitchen as we speak. Um, but great show. Um, I'm just, I'm so happy to be back. It's, you know, it was a great holiday weekend, good long weekend, relaxing, lots of stuff going on, lots of good family vibes, lots of love. And that's the main thing. Surround yourself with people that you love. Surround yourself with people that respect you and, you know, do what you need to do for yourself. Because at the end of the day, when you're lying on that deathbed, not to get dark on you, but. Are you going to look back and say, I regret X amount of years of my life? Maybe, but at the end, you know, just, just try to minimize that X. All right, everybody, Uh, just remember, uh, food is love. Give me a subscription or a subscribe, whatever you want to call it. I'm so old when it comes to this stuff, but, You know, subscribe to this podcast, share it. If you know somebody who would like it, share it, share it. You don't have to subscribe. Just give it to them. Just tell them, hey, check it out. Uh, Check out my Instagram if you want to go do that. Uh, MaxEffortKitchen at gmail.com if you want to be a little bit more, you know, under the wraps of talking to me. I'm available. My website's coming up soon. Um, So we'll be a little bit more streamlined videos, all that stuff. So look forward to that. All right, everybody, have a great Sunday. Get out there, make some food, and remember, food is love. Have a great night.